like puzzles. Oh, I'm in pieces since you mentioned it. <laughs> hey guys, it's your favorite final girl, Emily, and hopefully, uh, maybe your final boy, Nick. Coming at you with a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. This week, uh, we're going to be going through uh, 1982's Pieces. And as always, Emily uh, has got a VHS. Uh, I think she's got the back of it, and she's going to read it's it It's an to original. You. Yeah, it's, it's an OG. Yeah. The year is 1941. A young boy is, in a, is assembling a jigsaw puzzle of a nude woman when his mother enters in a rage and tells him to throw the puzzle out. Instead, he returns with an axe and hacks his mother to death, tricking the police into believing a maniac has killed her. Forty years later at, Boston, at a Boston college, the terror really begins. A chainsaw-wielding madman is roaming the campus, collecting pieces of beautiful co-eds for a ghastly human puzzle he's assembling, and the, poli- the police haven't a clue to the crazed killer's identity. Christopher George from Mortuary stars in this horrifying adventure into madness, hysteria, and bone-chilling brutality. 1982, your thoughts? Uh, this movie sucks. <clears throat> I, hate, I hate this movie. I like it, but not because it's good. No, no, it's not good. I do like it, though. I, I enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't say it's a good movie, um, but I do enjoy it it's got great gore. The one thing I'm going to say through this whole thing is uh, somebody light that motherfucker cigar. I don't care if it's a cigarette or whatever. Like some, no, it never gets lit. The movie starts out supposedly in Boston in 1942 where this kid. Supposedly. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that's not where it was filmed. Yep. Um, there's a kid. His name's Timmy. He's probably like eight to ten years old, something like that. He's putting together a puzzle uh, like we talked about in the back of the box. It's the a pretty comes, sexy puzzle. Yeah. And it's a nude woman. The mother walks in in a rage, just like the back of the box. He um, he hacks her to death, and then... Uh, well, he only hacks her to death because he's putting together a sexy puzzle, and uh, he hasn't even got it done right. Yeah, yeah. So, um... A woman, a, a, a woman closet, right? comes up and she can't, and no one's answering the door. While he's axing her to death, a woman comes to the door. No one answers, so she calls the police. But while they're on their way, he's dismembering his mom. And the police come in. Boston police for you. Yeah, the police come in and they walk in and it's the room's bloody, but they can't, there's no one, they can't, there's just blood everywhere. Yeah. They open one closet door and the mom's head is in there. And then they open the other good, closet good door. Scene. That, yeah, that's a really it's good, good scene. And then they open the other closet door, and Timmy is in the closet, and he's like a big man, a big, you know. So throwing them off, making them think that um, uh, it's you know he didn't do it. So she, the woman's like, he can go live with his aunt. Okay, right. shitty, shitty losses. Him. Forty years later, um, we have a. This movie has a lot of uh, giallo feels to it, like not well done, but the killer is dressed like the killer in every giallo with uh, black gloves and black, yeah, black hat, all in black. black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So forty years later, we see this these black gloves open the puzzle box from the beginning, and it still ha- it still has the old bloody puzzle from the beginning of the movie. It's a sexy ass. Um, and then it also has the mom's dress, bloody dress, and shoes, and then a picture of the mom <laughs> crossed out. 
the, the lady, the lady in the puzzle has less than that on. Yeah, the lady, the lady mm. in the puzzle, and she's Hell, sexy too. Yeah. So, um, right from there, uh, it cuts to this girl riding a skateboard through the college campus, and by the way, she Rock. sucks. She's not great. She's not. She's not. She's not really paying much attention. Yeah, but she's like, hey, to people, <laughs> and um, coolest thing in Boston. Then she. Uh, there's these delivery people with a mirror and she runs into it for this scene has classic no, classic gag this scene has no yeah. purpose at all so it cuts to um the the guy with the black gloves with the puzzle and Do, but, but hold on don't don't you want to be one of those guys who are moving a piece of glass I mean, that, it just reminded me of Wayne's World too. Yeah, yeah. So. Or, or any any movie that, that's happened. Would I uh, want to be the delivery I, I want guy? That, I, no, I no. want that job. Like, oh, you want that job in real life? Sure. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I can't, can I you imagine? Are they going to make you pay for that? I like, mean, if in, this, in, this, through in, your, in through 2022, your like, they've taken away so many jobs. I bet that's not a job anymore, but. Well, whatever. I had to replace a plate glass window one time, and it was $600. And can you imagine with the, the guys with the little suction cups, if somebody skateboarded through that, they don't pay for it. Yeah, I no. do. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I think no one pays. I think you. Yeah, you're right. I don't no think one you would pays pay for, for it. Uh, they wouldn't. No but the company would pay that. for it. Well, so I want to be that guy. You don't want to be the company. So no, I, I would never. Um. So we uh, after that okay, totally back to the horror film. after the totally unnecessary skateboarding scene with the mirror. Um, we're back to the guy with the puzzle. But think about that, guys. The job. And he has just finished um, the part of the puzzle with the woman's head. So now we cut to the same girl that was skateboarding is studying out like somewhere on the campus but it's kind of in a remote location skateboarding is so rad i want to go study afterwards yeah i mean after she fell into a big old thing of glass too and she has no cuts on her but it is the same it's the same actress to a plate glass window so she's like studying and she sees this guy and he like she hears a chainsaw and she's like, "Are you gonna be long? Because I'm trying to study." Nah. He's like, "It's not gonna take long." And That's how I get girls. So she's like, "Okay," and goes back to like you know writing in her little book. And then um, he just comes out with a chainsaw and chops her damn head off. That's not how I get girls. I take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a cool shot. I do him. everything up inside. Uh, up, uh, up, uh, I do everything up inside. I do everything <laughs> up until uh, the chopping. Uh, all, right, all right, narrate, <coughs> narrate, please. Um, <laughs> so it is a cool. Sh- it is a cool decapitation. Um, then we cut to the worst. Well, well, then I take back everything I just said. The worst. The worst secretary ever. Um, oh yeah. Because this is there is. T- Two times there are two times in this movie where it's clear she didn't like even tell the dean that someone that he wanted to be there was there because he ends up like calling her and being like, "Are they here?" Like when she's telling the, them, the like, dean "Oh, is he's, in, he's busy." As, as, as all hell, but uh, yeah, you're right. So uh, he has to buzz and ask her if the lieutenant and sergeant are there, and they are. Um, but she was acting like he was in a meeting or something. I don't know why, but no. so. Uh, after that, we cut to student. These students are smoking weed and talking about a new waterbed. Wait, 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 wait! Students are smoking weed. Ah, uh, yeah. I really? Know. Yeah. Who the it, fuck does that? I don't know. That's Nobody. Crazy. Um, Get out of town. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait! Are you serious? 
100 reefer dope shit it's and not heroin dope but like it's like reefer madness yeah mary jane oh oh it's like that yeah they were probably calling it that i've seen them it's the same thing as heroin basically just as bad stop it Um, naughty, so naughty girl. They're talking about how there's been a waterbed. Are you talking about, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You talked the, about reefer and now you got a waterbed? Yeah. Well, that while they're smoking weed, they're talking about how they've put a waterbed in the training room. I That's don't know. That's crazy. I don't, well, I, I think it's crazy psychedelic, too. Psychedelic, uh, uh, summer. I think it's crazy too. Why do you need Smoke a waterbed in the training room? waterbed, dude. It, no, there's the, no the, reason. The kids of today are fucking gnarly and they suck. Back then, they were kind of cool. Anyway, okay, so Professor Brown. Do you think they're still doing that? No. No? No. No. Uh, There's no reason a waterbed would be in a training room. Uh, So, whatever. Um, Professor Brown, who is a character in the movie. Professor The Professor Brown. Okay, in the same scene. the waterbed? Probably. He's a weird. I get Professor Brown Professor comes Brown out of his classroom, bed. and one of the girls goes up to him. She's like, watch this. Uh, she goes, and she's bed? like, where, what, are, what and where are the pectoral muscles? Ooh. And he's like, it's your chest. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's dumb. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So Professor Brown, the, it cuts to Professor Brown uh, going to the dean's office because I guess he was summoned there. The secretary... Um, he was, tells too, he was getting to uh, uh, no, he wasn't summoned there with a water bed. He wasn't summoned there. He just goes in, and uh, so the secretary tells him they think it's a uh, staff that they, they who the chainsaw death. Um, I think her name was like Palmer or something. Yeah, nobody's been halved yet. Yeah, the girl with the got her head. No, she wasn't halved. The I, was she halved? I said she got her head cut off. Okay, that's not halved. I didn't say halved. No, we were talking about waterbeds. No, we're, 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 we've moved on from, okay. I'd, maybe you have. So the secretary tells Professor Brown that Virginia Palmer, the girl that got her head cut off, um, that they... Not halved. Uh, not halved. That uh, the sergeant and the lieutenant are in there talking to the, the dean, and they think it's a staff member, and also the gardener who found the body didn't find the head. Okay. So the dean intercoms... The secretary and asks for Professor for Professor Brown to come into the mm-hmm. meeting because um, he needs the professor to show. Um, I think the, I need the professor to show me some stuff too. Yeah, well, he does. So he asks mm. him to show the sergeant, and the lieutenant around the campus, and um, to, <laughs> I'd like to go around the campus. And he asks him about the that. So they like are, he's showing him around, and they ask him about the Palmer girl because he apparently had her in class, and he's like, "Well, I didn't really like know her that well." Um, that's what all the guests say. So also, he is an anatomy teacher. So that's here's the first I red hair. He is. Here's the here's the first red herring. Um, also, at this point, the gardener is a re- is becoming a red herring because <sighs> the gardener found the body. Red herring. Um, and so also before they, I guess they're showed around the dean is makes sure that they keep all this quiet because Call he doesn't want like he doesn't want panic. I guess at the college. Um, and when they go into the classroom, they're like skulls, but they end up being like really old skulls. They're like 20 years old and like older. That dude shows them off. And he, he does, but he also says, I suppose it could be one of the students. Okay. So 
the next scene is where we see we actually see the gardener for the first time. I mean, he's just been talked about until now. Secret baby Santos. His name is Willard, yeah, and Willie. he's acting yeah, creepy. Sorry. He's acting real creepy with the chainsaw, rubbing it and stuff. And yeah. the dean asks him when he. Okay, this is important for later. The dean asks him when he'll be done with this work so he can move on as soon as possible, like move jobs. So then we cut to a couple making out. Get the fuck out of there too. There's a couple making out next to a tree, and then totally unnecessary because it's real short and there's no reason for it and then it, it cuts to the you know black glove guy doing the puzzle again and now he has the chest uh, slash the upper stomach complete and um, that's when we cut to the library and we get to meet Kendall for the first time who is the main character and he is a student at the college so he gets a note he's from, a reject from uh, Welcome Back Cotter yeah he's like a Horshack and Epstein um, more Horshack but uh, he's got a little Cotter in him <laughs> yeah Gabriel Kaplan hey, yeah um, so he's like sitting at the same table as this girl named Susie which um, if you look up on the like uh, the body count website it says her name something else her name is Susie um, she gives no, him take a that, note Susie you're nobody yeah she uh, gives him a note at, that says she wants to do it underwater and it says see oh, you yeah. see you at the pool yeah, yeah. and she doesn't she didn't even I say mean, anybody, what time anybody knows fucking underwater sucks yeah i know so um so she didn't even give him a time you so i guess a jacuzzi yeah, well, terrible. Um, yeah, but terrible, um, terrible. awful and bacteria. No, but, ter- um, tell us about it. I'm not. Um, so she doesn't even say what time. So I guess she means immediately. But she gets up and leaves. So I don't but know Susie how Susie likes having bad sex. I don't know how he's supposed to know when to go. I guess immediately. So, but he balls I up the note. I don't think it really matters for the guy, but it doesn't. Uh, I will vouch for uh, being a dude. It sucks. Underwater sex, it's not good. stop it. So, um, he balls. Uh, if Kendall, you see it, stop it. Kendall ball. <laughs> if you see it, uh, Kendall balls up the note and throws it at the trash can, but it misses the trash can. And then you see these. That's black, how underwater sex happens. You see these. Bl- the, not. The, I'm talking about the note <laughs> that Susie gave him. <laughs> so you see the gl- black leather glove pick up the note. Yeah. And well, then we it know cu- how that goes. It cuts to Rhonda. And some other girl and Susie, and they're talking to Susie, saying she's going to. The, and she said she's going to the pool because she's been studying. We see and Professor she loves underwater sex. Yeah, we see Professor Brown, and they talk about, uh, like behind his back about like jokingly making it with him, and I that he's a sugar I plum. Do anything besides, but if somebody was named Professor Brown, I wouldn't do anything. I'm sorry, her name was back. Susan. It's Susan. There's a Susie uh, oh, later. Okay. This so one's everything Susan. Everything we said earlier. Uh, Susan likes underwater sex. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Susan. Right. Not, Susie's a later death. <clears throat> All right. I'm, so, I'm, on the, I'm on the same page. So we cut to Black Shoes walking. Sorry, Susan. Uh, Susan gets into the pool. Killer opens the door like slightly. So she thinks it's uh, Kendall um, because she told him to come. And, <laughs> and continues. That was you. Yeah. And continues to get undressed besides her bathing suit, which she ends up taking the top off of. Whatever. This movie is rife with tits. Yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, lots of them. Uh, well, yeah, the movie sucks, but it's got that. Um, and she gets into the pool, and then a shadowy figure, um, grabs a pool net and, like, catches full of bugs. He man. catches her with it, and I'm like, he takes so long to pull her in. I'm like, she could have gotten out of that, but okay. So, um, 
he puts it over her head, drags her out. And she's acting like she's like really winded and it's just too much. So he grabs the chainsaw and there's uh, a cutaway death. That one we don't see. Yeah. So someone, uh, Myron. I mean, the only reason it was a cutaway death is like, I mean, every time I've had pool sex, that's the way I deal with it. Yeah. Same. Cutaway. Um, it's the uh, only th- way to get rid of it. So then this nerdy kid named Myron comes into the library looking for Kendall. Um, so we cut from a pool to a library. So uh, he says that the secretary has told him to go get Kendall because something was left for him in the dean's office about a half hour ago. And he was like, where have you been? Um, and the kid says he doesn't want to be the bearer of bad news and says he's too young to die and walks away. <laughs> he doesn't give any context at all. And Kendall asks what the note's about. Have you ever been to a library? Some dangerous shit. Yeah, you gotta be quiet, though. And then it... <laughs> well, yeah. So the killer walks into his home, I guess, it's his house, with a plastic sack that's clearly, like, heavy and has... Uh, something bloody inside the bag yeah. and he's breathing like a freak uh like with a, like some weird tone to it it's like he's not like he, no he's not breathing he's like <sighs> it's real weird and dumb and so he goes into Aww, some weird you, you never dated anyone yeah that's a fact i've never dated anyone in my no, life i'm kidding I mean, well, you, you never dated a real man <laughs> well that might be true that <laughs> <laughs> someone in need of a septoplasty but um Shit. i've uh, never dated a real girl so uh they the, all blew up the killer takes this bag into this weird metal room the and bag, then bags like my girlfriend a blow up bag yeah uh-huh. and then yeah. <laughs> through another door that's clearly like a walk-in freezer mm-hmm. where that's where i take her to get her cold where we see we don't see what comes out of the bag but we do see the palmer girl's head in the freezer yeah um so then it cuts to willard the gardener um he has shears and seems to be creeping around some room until he turns on the light and Kendall's there. Well, they're making Willard out to be the foil. Uh, yeah, for the, the, the red hair. He, yeah. Or the kill lady. Yeah. You're, you're so sick. And, and Willard is weird. Well, to he begin is with. weird, but you you know if you're in, in any kind of movie like this, especially if it has any kind of Jalo vibes, someone that is acting that creepy is definitely not going to be the killer. Yeah. Well, so, he, he says a lot of weird shit and then he runs off. Well, he, he turns time. on the light and Kendall, like, is in, that, is in the pool room and he just like, runs. Yeah. And, um, so right after that, the gardener finds the bloody chainsaw, and as you do, for a second you think, oh well, maybe Kendall's the killer, but it flashes to what looks like uh, the the girl's head and legs cut apart, but you don't see her chest or um, stomach. You just see like her that. like arms and her head. So as Willard is about to leave, the cops storm in and attack him with Kendall, who was working. Uh, so, so now Kendall's working with the police. Big boy. Um, the uh, the fight stops when one of the cops pulls his gun out. So uh, yeah, they, as it usually does. So I guess they think at this. Well, I don't think I know. They think Willard is the killer. The yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, the gun comes out. It doesn't fire. Everybody's white. It's cool. Um. So the pieces of the body by the pool are being bagged up in the next scene yeah. and taken away. And for some reason, Professor Brown shows up again. 
And Dr. Brown talks to um, I called him David. It's a lieutenant downtown uh, Peanut Brown about how awful their job is because <laughs> of what they have to see. Yeah, as if and, they don't have a fucking uh, a shitty day ahead of them anyway. Yeah, so the lieutenant asks Hanks, who I think is the sergeant, to quote bring it over here because he doesn't want to wait for <laughs> yeah. the coroner's opinion. Bring it over here, brother. Yeah. Uh, so he wants the professor to tell him if uh, it looks like the murder could have been done with a chainsaw. But does. as soon as he goes over there, he t- starts touching the chainsaw, which Yuck. I mean, like he doesn't know any better. And they yell at him. And they're Stop like, it. Stop with that fucking, uh, and he's like, well, he's you just asked, evidence. You just evidence. Asked, and they were like, you just asked me to come look at this fucking bo- whatever. And why are you, why, why you uh, tip tapping on that uh, chainsaw over there? <laughs> So the professor says even a layman could tell that this was done. I mean, this is shady to the the lieutenant. Even a layman could tell it was done by the uh, chainsaw. It's elementary. Uh, Thanks, Ma. So uh, then uh, there are some other funny quotes here. This guy's giving me the creeps. Uh, Wonder what he's doing with all the pieces that are missing. That's what I mean. He's creepy. (laughs) Okay. Um, Uh, uh, Some... uh, uh, titular product placement there. Yeah. And he said, uh, do, do those two boys know I want to see them? He's talking about Myron and Ooh. Kendall. And then they're like, well, let's go see the Dean. Well, Myron- those two boys do know you want to see them, and uh, they don't want to be seen. Yeah. So Myron and Kendall need to be seen by the Dean in 30 minutes. They're told this. Seen by the Dean. So the detectives are with the Dean. They think the murder is on or around the campus, and they want to place. The murder's on. They want to place two. Two police women, a staff member, a spy. And the dean's like, that's asking a lot. I don't really think that's asking a lot, but okay. Uh, You've had like two like horrible, horribly mutilated uh, deaths at your campus. Yeah, they don't really give a shit. No, it's the dean. They would typically ask you what kind of drugs you were selling. It's the dean that says that you're asking a lot. He's um, he's a cop junior. So uh, the cops convince him. So he's okay with it. So now the detectives want to talk to Myron and Kendall and the secretary because the secretary was the one that found the note um, on the desk for Kendall and it was marked most urgent. And you sure uh, the secretary didn't find a note that said, Hey, I know you're fucking my husband. She probably found that note too. But, uh, and also, uh, it's implied that Kendall's always hard to find because he's such a stud. Uh, I, whatever. So if you, if you saw that, uh, that, uh, get out, uh, what it welcome at Cotter, uh, reject you wouldn't think so. No, Horshack. Um, so, The dean had told the secretary to deliver the letter to Kendall right away because apparently we find out that this letter was from Susan. The detectives deduct that the killer left the note to make sure he wouldn't be at the swimming pool. So why did you show up? Because Kendall apparently had a feeling. It just didn't feel right. Myron knows absolutely uh, nothing. Something about the detective, like even, even in this point, like this guy cannot get a light for his goddamn cigar cigarillo. Oh no, he's had, he just chews on it the whole movie. No, it makes no fucking sense. And like, uh, and we'll get back to it at the end. Uh, but this guy has been chewing on the cigarette forever. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Well, so, and also these these crimes have been going on and everything. And this motherfucker can't get a light. Nope. 
And um, Myron. I feel like you don't really care about it as much as I do. Yeah, no, I mean, and Nerdy Myron knows nothing, and he's completely unnecessary to be in the movie. Okay, we're so, moving on. Cigarello in the The past. detectives say they don't they don't want the boys to say anything, and um, when Kendall feels better, he's supposed to call the office. I don't know why he didn't. I mean, maybe because he saw a murder. Um, because, I'm pretty sure all this stuff would be solved if you gave the fucking inspector a goddamn light. Yeah, well, he needs it. But um, someone there wants to talk to him at the office, the police office. Um, so then we see feet Don't walking again, and he th- this these feet are walking around a, an aerobics class, and there's that creepy, dumb oh, yeah, yeah, POV yeah. breathing from outside the door. Oh, there's some good stretching in there. So this girl um, in the class has to go to the bathroom, and she takes her sweet time dancing around this maze of a building. I mean, I don't know how they found the bathroom, but she dances all the way down to wherever the build the the bathroom is. That's kind of the best part of the movie. And she's scared by another girl in the bathroom, so that scene is, uh, you know, just for nothing. Um, Have you ever been in a girl's bathroom? No, I haven't. That's weird. Never. (laughs) That's weird that I have and you haven't. So, the lieutenant brings Ken- <laughs> brings Kendall to talk to the psychologist at the police station, and he's like, "Hey, I don't need a shrink." So the psych uh, the psychologist really just needs. He's like a. Um, FBI profiler, so he's trying to profile the killer. That's what it, why he's he needs information. That what? He's a narc. That's not what a profiler is, but um, the guy who's uh, uh, the psychologist. And he's an FBI, FBI profiler. Yeah, that's what they're called. Where they that's like a narc. No, no, like it's thought he was a psychologist. Behavior, no, behavior analysis. analysis. Ah, they all suck. All right, sorry. That's actually a job I wanted to have. You wanted to be a narc. They're not narcs. Do you, do you not know what their job is? They're jo- Nar- no, narcing out no. kids for smoking no, joints. No, they they go to crime scenes and based on like um, what the vict- like how the victims are killed and. Yeah certain things about they yeah. can make a profile of who of yeah. the type of person they think is the killer okay. so it's so like you're a narc. so we think it's a 30 you're a def- psychic narc uh, uh, I, not uh, a narc is someone that narcs on you for or like for drugs so you're you want to be the kind of narc that just makes shit up and then narcs no, on no they work one and two um i don't think i would have much of a problem profiling someone and finding a serial killer is that what you want to do yeah, I wish I had done that instead of what I did. But anyway, all right, back um, to I, I mean, I don't Narc. think like I don't think telling on someone for murdering like tons of people is like okay, a bad a thing. Psychic narc make shit up, fucking. They don't. Somebody, they're not psychics. Uh, whatever. They, any, whatever. You need yeah. to watch something yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. CSI. Um, I get you. Not no no. What it's is actually it? criminal minds, but criminal minds. Uh, or you could is watch documentary. You, you could watch the... like you know docu series and stuff on it. But it, or man <laughs> manhunter, which is on Netflix and really good. Anyway, okay. Um, right so, <laughs> so we cut to the lieutenant asking the female police officer, her name is Mary Riggs, um, and it's actually his, he's George Day, and it's actually his wife, Linda Day, cool. um, to be one of the women that they plant on campus. And she's bored with all this paperwork, so she's like, cool to do it. Yeah. Kendall comes out because he's done with a psychologist, and he fans out over Mary Riggs, because apparently Mary Riggs, before she became a police officer, she was a professional tennis champion. So, um, riveting. Uh, the lieutenant's like, meet your new tennis coach, uh, which seems like a liability and not ethical, but 
whatever. I mean, okay. Uh, that he, cause at this point he tells Kendall, you're in on this and just keep your eyes and uh, just keep your eyes open. Watch out for Mary if she needs help. Watch out for Mary. She's the one that's the cop. He's a college student. Well, uh, up until right now, I thought she, Mary was the one that uh, was the cop until I realized that you were a narc. <laughs> a narc. I'm kind of wondering who is the cop. This isn't about drugs, so it's not a narc. Anyway. Well, I'm starting to wonder what the hell it's about. <laughs> I don't think you ever figured it all out. Right, um, all right. So, uh... I thought they were supposed to have two, but apparently they're shorthanded, so that's why Kendall's now on the case. Um, a woman comes into the building, and she's from the Boston Globe. Her name is Sylvia Costa. You'll need to Boston. know that later. Asking about what's happening at the university. The lieutenant acts dumb because, you know, the dean said, keep it quiet. Um, Every, he, everybody he, up there's a dick. Yeah, I get it. And so... Uh, then finally he goes, I don't know, talk to Riggs. And they look at each other and the scene ends. So uh, the next scene, Mary Riggs is now the new tennis coach at the college undercover playing and she's playing a tennis match with one of the students that's a tennis player in front of an audience the dean is like really happy she's coaching and he assures her no one uh, knows she the real reason she's there um and he says he can thought they were. Can you imagine a tennis match between two Bostonians? Like, yeah, it's all love. I don't hey, think hey, she's from Boston. Dude, dude's aces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked hard. Oh, God. Um, I, I like Marky. I love of Mark Wahlberg. Of course, of course, it's Boston where uh, uh, whenever you score love, it means uh, the game's over. I love Mark Wahlberg, and I like the Celtics. But uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Marky, uh, March, Mar Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Marky March. Marky March and the Lunchy Bunch. Uh, well, Boogie Nights is a great movie so um so the dean asks johnny wad no he's not johnny wad that's the guy no, that john holmes he's Dirk Diggler. no john holmes is not in the movie it's it's loosely based on john holmes and his name's Dirk Diggler. no 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 i i know but that's... johnny wad is the guy no, that I know comes my classic porn emily well no johnny wad actually is a character in boogie nuts he comes in to like kind of replace mark Wahlberg as like the guy was it was it johnny blue was it what was it what or was maybe johnny... it was or maybe that was his name in the fake movie they make I can't remember. Anyway, I, yeah. Uh, what was uh, John Holmes' actual screen name? I know he was John Holmes, but I don't. I don't know. I think it was just was John it Johnny Holmes. Blue. I think it was just John Holmes. Well, he had some of those. All right. Back anyway, to um, so the dean asks about like why there aren't two police officers, and she's like, "Well, it's only me." And then the dean asks about the gardener who has been arrested at this point and Riggs tells him that they are releasing him because they don't have enough evidence right now. And nobody can get that motherfucking inspector a light. Yeah. And that's really causing harm. Um, so I think, the, it's, I think it's the pretty much uh, the, or the antagonist. This whole thing is a goddamn lighter. Yeah. Or the lack thereof. Um, the dean is interrupted by a woman and he says he's too busy to talk and she says it's about what's been happening and dean says he doesn't know what she's talking about and she's like we're busy bye so bye so we're back to the killer's home i guess i keep on i mean i, I assume it's his house and he gets his puzzle out and adds arms to the puzzle so if we're if we know anything now we at are this not point, yet at bush if yeah if, if we know anything at this point you know he's the pieces he's putting together are the next things he's no, getting. That, that's how you know he's fucking crazy. He's putting the arms together instead of the bush. Well, maybe 
he took maybe he took her whole torso yeah, it's up to him, man. I mean, like, like no, the girl before, Su- like Su- yeah, Susan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the puzzle. But I know, but I think that he might. I would have totally know. done the bush first. So I mean, if you could find the pieces, it looked I, like I a guarantee very, I would have found those mm, fucking pieces. I doubt that. I, uh, hey, <laughs> the fuck? What, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Uh, I know how to do a I, jigsaw puzzle. It's a, it's, if it's got a naked got lady small, on it, I guarantee you I'd find the bush first. It's got small pieces, and most of it's pink. That's like, it would bullshit. be pretty hard no, to put together. No, if some... Mm, the I pink would parts find, would be okay, hard to put go together. go on. Anyway, okay. So, the girl that was in the aerobics class from earlier that, like, was running through the maze of the building to go yeah, to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, sh- uh, she's in the studio dancing alone. Yeah. As she should be. And the killer's creeping around. She turns mm-hmm. off the music and changes... That into, sort of find bush. Yeah, she changes into her normal clothes. She turns off the lights and she leaves the studio. The As killer, you do. The killer has a chainsaw and now he's running to get out of the. She's running to get out of this maze building. And As you do. Yeah, the killer is like she's in some random room about to put an elevator button. I don't know how she got to an elevator. I didn't even know there was one Jim's in this building. Jim's using elevators. And she turns around and she says, "Oh, it's you, sir. You made me jump." So and it's gets that, in the elevator. So with at this her, point, yeah. we know this is the killer. So it's someone that she knew, and it's the killer. He gets into the elevator with her. He cuts her arms off. She screams. Kendall hears her from because he's outside for some reason. Cop, oh, cops. Uh, the cops help him get in through a window. Which uh, totally, this is totally unethical. But um, and. Uh, I, I guess he gets to the elevator and her body is in there without arms. So apparently they scared off the killer and she's still alive for the time being. And then the coroner says she, she's not going to survive. So the professor pops up again because he has, he's, he had been in the library. The Lieutenant will talk to him later. He screams that at him. The Lieutenant tells Kendall again to keep his eyes and ears open and take care of, of Riggs. And I'm just still like, shouldn't the cop be taking care of the student but okay but he does kind of acknowledge that he shouldn't be asking Kendall to do this and he'll be sending more patrol but how could he do that if there's such a shortage that they couldn't have two female cops so he's lying what happened to the girl's arms well, I think he's the killer has taken them. So they asked the sergeant to run a complete back, uh, background check on the entire staff and use the entire department budget if you have to. What? Or you could replace a college student with a real cop. Yeah, I that, mean, that, that entire staff budget can't even fucking uh, formulate a lighter for this goddamn inspector. Uh, but I'm like, if you have such a budget, you're going to spend it on all this. Why can't you get a cop as a spy, another cop as a spy and stop using a fucking student? And why can't you light this motherfucker cigar? And then he, he, I think he says, like, um, I don't think we have much time till uh, the next kill. So, well, you got plenty of time to chew on that fucking cigar. Yeah, well, he's not gonna get it lit, so. Well, that's a spoiler. It's stopped. I think we're okay, there. so, um, sorry for that. We <laughs> technically difficulties. So, Kendall is now in bed with a girl named Mary, not Riggs. Uh-huh. Um, and they just finished, and she was being so loud, so he was like telling her to quiet down. But he's just so good, though. Yeah. Uh, Kendall gets up and looks out the window and sees Riggs walking around with a flashlight. So, Mary, not Riggs, wants to do it again, but Kendall, uh, 
he gets dressed to go watch out for Riggs, I presume, uh, is what he's doing. Uh, that's what you do whenever you're in bed with a lady. So then we hear the heavy killer breathing um, near Riggs until all of us out of nowhere, a uh, kung fu guy jumps out. Oh, man. And then he apologizes. I mean, he comes out and knocks a sh- almost knocks the shit out of her. He gets and- really cool with everybody real fast. <laughs> yeah, it's an insane scene. He's, like, doing all these moves. And then uh, Kendall pulls up on his, like, a... Uh, motorbike and you've never had that happen to you no and the kung fu guy gets up and apparently it's kendall's kung fu teacher chow so chow says i am out jogging next thing i know i am on ground something i eat bad chop suey so long and just walks away you never had that happen to you i wish you've never been to a panda express i wish i wish that that had happened to me oh shit um so uh Kendall's like, you can get on my bike, but she's like, we're finding my gun first because she dropped her gun. So they find the bike, and then as they drive away, we see Sylvia, the reporter from earlier, Sylvia Costa, um, step out of the darkness just in time for the killer. Had we seen another puzzle scene before this, because it tells what part of the body he's making, but we didn't see one. So anyway, the, uh, the puzzle's about to get bush. I don't know. So it Sylvia, gets Bush at one point. Yeah. So I think it might have already gotten it from Susie is what I'm saying. I think this is the part you're talking about where it gets Bush. Well, we'll see. And I would have stopped do- Sil- doing the puzzle at that point. So she's Sylvia sinks in a sun building. The puzzle is complete, even though this piece is missing. The killer is creeping um, with the, his giallo look, and Sylvia's trying to open a door but can't, and lights come on, which scares her. The killer has a knife this time. But he accidentally stabs it into the door. So they're in the tr- now they're in the training room yeah. <clears throat> where this water bed is that we heard about earlier. Booyah. And um, she falls onto the water bed, mm. and as he pulls the knife out of the door, and knives and water beds. Um, he sta- he stabs her in the chest. Not the water bed. He stabs through the waterbed eventually, but okay. he keeps on stabbing her but, repeatedly. Uh, and then she's turned over and stabbed through the back of her head with a knife coming out of the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't... It's through sh- her mouth, right? Yeah. And it's a cool death, but I don't know if it had Still any... Still doesn't cut the waterbed. <laughs> he does, because the waterbed fills time? with, like, blood. Really? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that had anything to do with any of the pieces of the puzzle, because it's... No. I, I think it was a random death. I, so whatever. It had nothing to do with Bush. So Kendall takes Riggs home and she, she says, uh, you really saved my life tonight. Good dialogue. Good. Whatever. Good night. See you tomorrow. Kendall asks if she's making coffee. And they did actually want to have a love scene right here. But George Day, who's in the movie, plays the lieutenant. It was married to Linda Day, who is Mary Riggs, and said, y'all aren't doing that. What? They weren't in love? They, y'all aren't doing the, a Kendall and Mary Riggs love scene. They anyone who is in love? No, he said that. He said it because it was his wife. I don't know. They, I, they, if, he if, wouldn't allow, if, he if wouldn't allow the director, scene. If I was director, I'd want to find two people who were actually in love. But. No, I guess um, you can't. So when he turns around. Uh, when he turns around, My- Myron is there with a wolf mask on. Yeah, nobody can be in love For no that. reason. And jokingly says Casanova and just walks into the night and the scene's over. It's like, what? Okay. So the killer is back at his house, um, goes into the freezer. He has Sylvia, I think, hung up. 
that's when he starts putting legs on the puzzle. So he did already have Bush, and that had to have been right. Susie because he took her whole torso. So, yeah. so yeah. why, why the or not Susie, Susan? Well, so he's putting legs and arms on the bush. Like it doesn't. Even well, matter. you think he's putting legs on, but he oh, actually doesn't no, have no the legs guy yet. Fucking cares about that shit. Well, Sylvia, d- d- Sylvia was nothing because the ne- the no, death full bush the tennis for, uh, full bush and uh, full bush and nothing. That's not my point. I only break for bush. That's not my point. My my point is that well, I don't no, think that's not your point, but that's my point. I don't think Sylvia has any part of this puzzle that he's putting together because the tennis death that was coming up that's where he gets the I'm legs I'm starting to think I don't have any part of this puzzle he's he's putting together like once he got done with the bush why why complete it um anyway uh so then here's where we get the legs so okay. he's well, putting you don't need them all right all right well, he all right. does to make what he's making yeah, so foolish. there's a girl pl- uh, practicing tennis but this music starts playing really loud so she goes into the building to take a shower she do- i guess she doesn't care about she the- got legs she knows how to use them uh yeah like she's zz topping out so um hot legs that's Rolling Stones. Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, yeah. Um, Okay. So she goes into the uh, building to take a shower, and the killer's creeping around. He finds a shower, but cut to rig it keeps on cutting back to kendall and Riggs walking up to the courts to play cut back to the girl who is now out of the shower with a towel on she comes out of the swinging doors that the killer last went in so i don't know where he went so she's in the locker room putting her clothes on the killer with the chainsaw approaches she runs cut to killer and Riggs still walking up while she's running all around this bathroom door whatever and she runs in and the killer comes in and chainsaws her, her in half. half so that's yeah. where he gets the legs it's a really cool scene and that well that, that part's cool but what's coming up is cooler so um uh willard the gardener who's i guess back at school walks out of the building S- still a suspect yeah still a suspect walks out of that building kendall and riggs ask about the, what, what like the music and uh willard says that they must be testing the system but, and then Riggs says, but who? Hey, I thought that was your job. And Willard gets really mad, and he's like, I just take care of the grounds. Well, Even though. I, I, I think Willard got really mad because their music sucked, and he probably had a decent music taste. Maybe. But also, it makes no sense that he's, okay, it makes no sense he's working there because he's a suspect A. It also doesn't make sense because at the beginning of the movie, when he's first shown, the dean is like, you need to finish up so you can move on to another job somewhere else. Yeah, he's a low-rent building. Yeah. So, like, I don't even know why. So, now he's the groundskeeper, but he wasn't at the beginning. So, Willard's acting weird. Uh, um, Riggs wants to know if someone is actually testing the sound system. So, she's like, call somebody. So, Kendall thinks he hears a scream. Um, and Riggs just wants the music stopped. So uh, Willard takes him to where it's being played from. And he doesn't have the right keys because someone has switched his keys. Yeah. But, um,. Willard does end up turning off the music, so that whatever. Kendall um, has found at this moment. Kendall has found Susie, and it is when they. Uh, I think it's when Riggs walks in and sees it. It's awesome. She's like half of her is on the floor, and her like guts are like coming yeah, out of the bottom. Yeah, it's a really, it's really cool. Yeah, the the, the gore and the effects are great. Yes. So right after yes. that though is the scene where they walk out, and she's like that bastard, bastard, bastard. Oh my god. It's like that girl, low, dude. That that low rent Heather Graham, I like. <laughs> oh the my day. 
Like no, when she when she does that, it's like ah, oh, dude, that that girl couldn't even uh, uh, audition and land a role in a porno. No, so um, they kill her. <laughs> okay, the lieutenant's talking to the sergeant to find uh, more information. The lieutenant tells him to take some speed. <laughs> Stay awake. And then the lieutenant says he's going to send Kendall. That's how you do it. He's like, I'm going to send you Kendall to help. Um, And then it cuts to the killer putting mom's shoes on, dead feet attached to the hanging body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, motherfucker can't uh, put heels on to save his life. Oh, no, it takes forever. Um, So Riggs, it cuts to Riggs, asks to walk with the professor. Um, he thinks, he doesn't know she's a cop. He thinks she's, you know, part of the staff. So he's used to, like, dead bodies, he says. Um, and the professor, she, like, she Riggs says something about how the dean's, like, kind of soft or something. And um, the professor says that Dean is tougher than he seems. Then he says not to pry about colleagues. So yeah. Kendall sneaks up on her to tell her he's going downtown to help with the sergeant and Riggs asks where she can find the Dean. So he says that Dean goes to Arlington on the first of every month and won't be back till the evening, which is uh, seven o'clock and he'll be in his quarters. So uh, the next thing is when Kendall meets up with the sergeant and he gives him all these files to read through and make, make notes on faculty members. And then it cuts back to Riggs, who's at the, the Dean's. It's, I guess, at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him she just has a few questions. So she goes in. He lives alone. Um, he He's like, do you, he kind of avoids her questions. And then he's like, uh, do you want me to make you coffee? And she's like, oh, okay, whatever. And... Um, so when he was making it, he puts, he has this like dropper, like something, which you are supposed to assume is some kind of like drug and he puts it in the coffee. And, um, she's also at the same time getting kind of nervous, but, um, she's not very nervous because he puts it in her uh, drink like two times. So, and apparently, since this is New England, the cream is good. <laughs> That's well, apparently, say. the roofies ain't. Yeah. She's asking that. I'm not that trying to so, fucking uh, do a, uh, you know, a yeah, we're done for with that. roofies, um, but. Uh, so, she. Uh, we're done with that. We're done with that. She's asking Dean. We're not done completely with that, but she is asking the Dean about Professor Brown. So, out of nowhere, for no reason, he's like, first he says, asks if she wants more coffee. And then he's shocked. She says, if they don't find something soon, they'll have to get a warrant to search campus. And he puts, and so when he's in, he goes to make more coffee and puts more of that weird, whatever it is in that dropper. It's in called the coffee. Reefies. Well, it's in a liquid form. I don't know what it is. It's, well, it's, got, it's actually not. It's reefies. actually not. It's the, it's what it is, is this medicine that they use in a lot of horror movies that doesn't actually exist. I'll talk about it in a second. So Kendall. I, I can't believe you just tried to excuse my, uh, roofie, uh, joke. Well, I'm just saying it isn't but okay i just Ken- thought it was we were so, so Ken- Nicole, that would make her pass out anyway kendall has found Apparently a faculty kendall has found a faculty member who has had his name changed at this point we don't know which one um so the sarge is like well i mean that's not that abnormal but like let's follow up and let's call arlington records um he said but we gotta hurry because it's, it's already like eight o'clock um and <laughs> 
And he's like, <laughs> we gotta hurry up. It's already eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're on. I guess. Well, I guess they close or something. I don't know. Ooh, who? The Arlington Records. They has to call. No shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> We gotta hurry. It's eight o'clock. Yeah. What? Can, so he's like, what can you give well, me? On- you, you know, anything that happens up a hill after eight o'clock is nothing but the evil, the devil's work. Now we're in like Mississippi. <laughs> if you close after eight o'clock, what the fuck? I don't know. Records that like like government building, like government. It's they, evil. They, it like close at like five and six. Like well, I don't libraries. Know. I don't know, but he's like, oh, listen here. <laughs> it's, so he's like, what can you give me on John Reston? Get that info on the wire right away. The dean's the one. So the, it's the dean. <laughs> And he's like, his mother was chopped up as a kid, so he's probably really fucked up from it. But Kend- he, he, he probably a little fucked up. Yeah, so, but, but Kendall goes, he's like, Ricks was going to the Deans at 7 o'clock, and they're like, oh my God, fuck, we've got to go there. Okay. So at this point, Riggs is like, well, at this point, is a is a, a Kindle a deputized uh, like at that point, honorary ba- cop? At that point, he says basically he's an honorary cop, but he does it again at the end. But anyway, they keep um, doing this to him. Like they keep yeah, being like, "Hey man, you, you'd be a really he's a, good he's, cop." He, yeah, it's like it's like when they gave like Sha- they told Shaq he could be a cop in Florida. Like um, okay, anyway. Now listen here. <laughs> so in Florida. Um. So okay, Riggs is like feeling real weird and then apparently professor brown is a homosexual like that's what that's the information well, he didn't know that that's just the, like paul that's the information the dean from, from uh sleepaway sleep camp uh, he okay. didn't know that so don't make him gay it doesn't make any sense because he's like what do you have on professor brown no well he's sense. a homosexual i mean okay who knows and he had, uh, and he. It then just he, happened. But then he says he had There's almost. There's nothing wrong with it. He had almost tried to kill he the dean. He almost tried to be straight. He had told uh, the dean, or he had almost tried to kill the dean, but the dean's very strong. He well, says. You know, and then very, uh, very, very strong. So Riggs feels weird because of the drugs the dean gave he her. He sure does. Now this is. The, this is a medicine they use in. I know they use it in the audit. And audit. They ain't no medicine. They can kill what you're talking well, about. He tells her the medi- <laughs> he, t- he tells her the medicine he gave her is the same medicine that is that they use in like audition and a couple movies. And it's not a real drug. It doesn't exist. Where yeah. you can hear and see everything, but you can't move. I, I I've done drugs, but I don't know about that. No, it doesn't exist. It's it's a it's this drug they use in horror movies where you can feel everything, you can see everything. You and hear everything that you I can't. I think that's called sobriety. But you can't move. So sobriety. the lieutenant gets the info, um, and he's like, get in my car. Get my car right away. And the dean po- That has nothing to do with the info. No. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't. So at the same time, Dean, the I've Dean's. Heard, I've heard that bitch before. Yeah. The Dean's putting down plastic under Riggs' legs and looking at them. Nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just. Like, you already have the leg. Whatever. I bet he was. So the cops are coming, but the Dean has a knife coming at Riggs. But the cops. The, like, the, the, the statement, Dean has a knife, is scary enough. Yeah, I know. So the cops shoot the door to get in because it's locked. They Riggs do that. is. I, I, I can vouch for that. And when they walk in, Riggs is by herself because the Dean is hiding behind a curtain. Um, and she keeps on like, she can't talk or anything. So she keeps on kind of looking 
at where he is behind the curtain, but they don't get it. Yeah. Um, horrible cops. But um, do you think that's like a kind of a like a nod to like some weird, stupid uh, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. Stuff? <laughs> like he's the big head behind no, the curtain. I mean, uh, I maybe. thought about that when I was watching it. And I was like, is this a fucking nod to something that doesn't matter? <laughs> Probably. No, I mean nothing in this movie really matters. So no, yeah. So. Kendall comes up to while they're like the police are searching the house. Kendall comes up to Mary and he's like, "Come on, I'm gonna help you walk." Yeah. Or something. She starts being able to walk, and then um, the dean is behind the curtains. Uh, he comes out. Mary falls. Um, then there's a struggle between Kendall and the dean. The lieutenant walks in and shoots Dean right in the fucking middle of his forehead, and yeah. it's over. Or is it? So. He's like, let's tear this place apart. Yeah, yeah let's tear this place apart. Uh, so Kendall sits Mary up, and the sergeant finds a jigsaw puzzle. And, uh, and he's that like, jigsaw puzzle is full bush. Yeah, it's done. Um, and then he's like, this is weird. And then he leans against the bookshelf, and the bookshelf is like some kind of weird, you know, like trap you know swinging room goes into another room or something it twists around and on it the other it takes you to a room where you can fuck something well it twists around and on the other side of the bookshelf is um a dead woman but it's a woman who has been like stitched I said, you together can fuck it's a woman that's been stitched together with the body parts from the dead girls much like so that's what the puzzle you know whatever the pieces go together and it falls straight onto Kendall like straight onto him and so um, the so the sewn together woman has fallen on Kendall as the second fake ending of this movie killer being shot should could be seen as a fake ending so the lieutenant went with Riggs to the hospital so they're gone the sergeant Kendall uh, are getting up to leave they're about to leave and Kendall's like oh I gotta get my jacket so he goes to grab it and then when he walks out the, the you know the stitched together woman <laughs> like sits up and grabs his her, his genitals and just tears into them like he's like he's pull she's pulling his fucking dick and, off and he screams and and was it a dream we don't know but that's the end of the movie so hey man not, not, uh, this movie sucks I like it, but I like it for all the, like, I don't like it for the right reason. I mean, I like it for all of its, like, shit behavior. But, um, so, uh, I have a few pieces of, of trivia. The kung fu scene, the reason they had this kung fu scene was the producer was making a kung fu movie at the same time. So, a uh, cameo was written in for Bruce Lee, L-E, who was a Bruce Lee <laughs> imitator. <laughs> for this movie okay um the budget was three hundred thousand dollars it made all it made a, like almost two million dollars uh, most of the gore was real but animal uh, it's a it was animal guts and blood taken from a slaughterhouse there's a there's another like a uh, tie-in with texas chainsaw massacre because there's a chain you know chainsaw is the main weapon use in this movie um somebody gets halved yeah so the look of the killer which i thought was giallo was actually based on a comic book character the shadow yeah yeah the uh yeah the shadow uh uh 
But yeah, uh, the uh, fedora and um, you know uh, the I trench coat. I don't know. And I knew yeah, you yeah. would, but very I, much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it, that's how they based the killers. Well, uh, be, beyond the Alec Baldwin uh, stupid '90s movie or anything, but the shadow was like a pulp comic. Uh, yeah, uh, I can see that. A, a, pulp, a pulp novel, if you will. Um, pocket novel. So, okay, during the scene where the tennis players cut up, a pig carcass was used for the, the close-up. Spider, the spider, uh, too. It was the shadow and the spider back in the day, and the, uh, the spider was where uh, Spider-Man actually started coming from. Anyway, sorry. Um, during the scene where the tennis players cut up, a pig carcass was used for the close-up of the chainsaw cutting. Um in the trailer for the movie, they used uh, Janet Lee's scream from Psycho. I don't know why. Filming began in winter of 1981, so the pool scene was super cold, and the actress almost, like, legit froze to death. Um, well, that's how you keep them fresh. The entire movie was actually filmed in Madrid, and stock footage for, uh, was... For a, like stock footage of Boston was used for the, you know, for yeah. the to make it look like it was in Boston. Stock footage, I, I, I wouldn't film there either. Um, the Fuck fifth Boston. victim was so scared in real life that she yeah, peed you, in her you sweatpants. Heard me, you fucking Bostonians. Fuck you. Stop. No, um, fuck them. They, uh, she was so scared in real Bring life it. that she peed in her sweatpants, and this was kept in the movie. Um, and. <laughs> Okay, so the body count is seven, possibly eight. So we've got the mother, Mrs. Reston, stabbed in the back with an axe and uh, sawed apart. Then we have Virginia Palmer, who was decapitated with a chainsaw. Next, um, the Kill Count website said her name was Jenny, but her name is Susan. She's dismembered with a chainsaw in the pool. Um, Then you have... um, I don't know if this is her name because some of these names were wrong, but it says Mary, uh, not Riggs. Uh, the next death is she. Mary has her arms cut off with a chainsaw um, and then bled out. Five, which is the girl that um, paid in her sweatpants, which is Sylvia Cost, the reporter. She stabbed through the mouth. Six is Susie Bellis. That's the tennis player. Lost in half with a chainsaw. And then seven is Dean Timmy Reston Foley. Shot in the head. And then we have a possible eighth victim, which is Kendall, um, if the end of that movie was real. Is that all of them? Yeah. At this point, we're done with the movie, so stay gagged on a chainsaw. Stay gagged on body on a puzzle. Stay gagged on, um, hey, hey, what, what was the movie? It was uh, Pieces? Yeah. Man, stay gagged on Pieces, stuff that you don't even know nothing about, all right? How's about that? How's about that, huh? How's oh. about that that tough shit? Stay gagged right. on that cigar that never got lit. Exactly. <laughs> so. Forgot to mention that. And uh, stay gagged on all our social media, Instagram, our website, gagmewithanifepodcast.com. And we will see you next time. Bye. Oh. Real hot girl shit. Uh, uh, and if the beat live, you know Lil Juke made it. Body yadi 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 Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little weight. Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little weight. Body yadi 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 y
it up and gave it back. Yeah, you look good, but they still wanna know we're making it. Saucy like a barbecue, but you won't get your baby back. See me in that dress and he felt like he almost tasted that. Num 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 num, eat it up. Go play okay, three, two, one. You know I'm the hottest. You ain't never gotta heat me up. I'm present when I'm absent, speaking when I'm not there. Call them bitches scary cats. I call them Carol Baskins. Body yadi 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 yadi. Body yadi 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 yadi. Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little waist. Body crazy curvy wavy big titties little waist. Body yadi 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 yadi. I'm a hot ebony. They gon' click it if it's me. All my bitches been getting these niggas through the quarantine. Bitch, I'm very well. Hold my shit as you could tell. Any hoe got beef from years ago is beefing by herself. Took a trip on the real creep tip, bitch. Rule number one is don't repeat that don't shit. Repeat that rule shit. number two, if they y'all came with you, they better know exactly what the fuck they came to do. Body Did me long, ate it with the pennies on. I could build a house with all the brick I got. Yeah. Bitches spend a lifetime trying to get this high. And this if her head too big, I could make that pop. I'm not the one to play with, like a touch me not. Ah. Body yaddy 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 yadd